And, and look, that, somebody threw something at him from the stands and it landed at security needs. Yeah, security needs to take care of this to make sure fans should not throw things. shit we made it guys we are here for another week it has been a hell of a hell of a time getting this podcast i feel for you very much you feel for me i'm all fucked up you're all fucked up my computer's fucked up my back's fucked up everything's fucked up it's terrible we're here you know why we're here because we love sport we love sport (laughs) Mm. we love sporting culture and we have our special guest here chinadu unaku the great chinadu unaku how are you doing chinadu how's everybody doing man I'm good. I'm chilling. You you're know. Chilling, Thank good. you very much for being here. Uh, no worries, man. I'm happy to be here. I, I love sports too. You love sport too. <laughs> yeah, man. What an incredible coincidence that we all love sport. Yeah, man. we're all in the same very small boat. We are all in the same very small boat. How has your week been? Should do anything new? You've been up to? Uh, what's today? Wednesday. Today Wednesday, baby. Wednesday. Yeah, it's been good. I've been uh, dealing with some mosquito bites. Oh I was, shit! I was in Mexico this past weekend. What were you doing in Mexico? Man, my uh, my cousin had a little bachelor weekend. Like that. So I figured, let me go out there and uh, support. Girl, <laughs> I'm sure you support. His girl must really trust him to let him go to fucking Mexico. Well, she was go. she was there. Unfortunately, I had no idea that was. There was the girl happen. at the bachelor party. Yeah, it was like the bachelor and the bachelor party at the same time. So the, the first room? day was spent together, and then the second day, uh, we weren't allowed to see each other. Thank yeah. God, and yeah. uh, it was much better the second day. <laughs> <laughs> Those yeah. are the mosquito bites you got to worry about, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Those, those are the exact mosquito yeah. bites you have to worry about. Now, are those mosquito bites mostly located on the head of your penis? <laughs> oh, no. Nah, definitely exactly? uh, uh, shins and below. Shins, okay. uh, forearm. Sure. Exposed yeah. areas. Yeah, my penis is clean. Shin <laughs> you got the shin, shin Man, you could You could eat dinner off my penis. Make yeah. sure you check out the Fanatics Instagram feed for good we will, pictures. We will, we will be, <laughs> we'll be having it up. I'm glad you brought that point up, Mike Falzone. We're now at 200 Instagram followers. That's why I'm here. Also, subscribe to the podcast. Instagram. Also, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, guys. You guys are all listening on SoundCloud, which is great and fantastic, but we need you to subscribe on iTunes, okay? We got to pump up our itunes numbers this everybody. is very uh this is very serious we normally don't waste a lot of time talking about this but they no. told us when we walked Weird. in that if you guys don't tell at least two other people about the podcast they're right. not letting us into the building next week exactly very true and we'll probably just get dogs from the shelter and release them onto the streets yeah. and that'll be your fault really so make sure you check out on itunes and subscribe and rate us okay because yeah. we love you no we one love wants you to do so the much dog thing. Nobody wants us to do the yeah. dog thing. Nobody we will, but we don't want thing. to. How are you doing, Mike Falzone? Oh, I'm so good. I'm so Friend busy. Friend of the show, Mike Falzone here. So busy all the time. 
So busy doing what? Thinking about sport all the time? I normally spend most of my time thinking about sport and then playing <laughs> sport. Yeah. My ankle's almost 100%, so I'll be, I'll be out on Your the... ankle? How come everyone's getting fucked up? Remember Aaron Weaver's finger was fucked up last yeah. week? Well, we played your, this game. Your ankle's fucked up. My back is fucked up. Like, I could barely walk Yeah, but how'd you morning. hurt your back as compared to how we Sleeping. got our... <laughs> <laughs> you know when Jesus. you lay down wrong? Yeah, you know how you do that? That's how I know I'm getting old. Like, every year and a half or two, I just get my back just gets like fucked up for yeah no your reason. back was getting injured on that day no matter what happened. <laughs> no matter what it's like the clock sleeping's the most non-athletic injury yeah out no, there I'm like like low, sneezing like if i sneeze the wrong <laughs> too way hard. yeah I sne- I, i'm a hard sneezer dude it fucks up my back dude your sneezes get more intense as you get older they too. do my dad just screams at the top of his lungs oh my god like <laughs> like even in grade school is an issue i remember one girl going is that a cough or a sneeze you know <laughs> don't what I mean? worry about right. it jennifer yeah. Mind your fucking business. Now my back won't hold on. I ate, I ate dinner last night. Then I was going to uh, break my vow and see, see Solo. Oh, shit. Because I hated The Last Jedi so much. I was like, I'm never seeing these pieces of shit in theaters again. Yeah, but, man. You know, so I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go. I like going to movies by myself sometime. And I was walking and my back was so fucking jacked up. I didn't oh, even no. make it to the theater. I went straight to... Uh, CVS or Walgreens. I bought a bunch of ibuprofen and that whiskey that's sitting on the table oh, right now. Yeah, and I felt good, really good until about five o'clock this morning. I was like, "Shit, man!" That chair's not gonna help. But out we here. got Chinadu coming in. We got yeah. it. We got to do this. You thing. know, they got the movie seats. What is super comfortable? Have all the all types of cushions. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't made it through one movie in those seats. I fall asleep <laughs> every time. I'm like, you're Fuck. like my dad, dude. Every movie man. we saw with my dad. I remember Home Alone two. Everything was sold out. It was where the theater only had two screens. Yeah, dad. Quiet. Everyone's so excited. Who starts snoring as loud as they can? Immediately. <laughs> the fucking movie. I saw the movie at 12 p.m. and I fell asleep. I was like, shit. <laughs> it doesn't Don't, matter. Make those it the best snaps, though. Those yeah. are the best snaps. I wake yeah. up refreshed. I had, movie a, theater. I had a show at the Irvine um, Improv. That's the one in the outdoor mall. Mm-hmm. You ever been there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I went to go see the Spider-Man Homecoming, and I probably made it through the credits. And I woke up, and I was like, like let's the do it. opening credits, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you just paid to take a nice little nap I paid to take show. a nap in a comfortable yeah. chair next to popcorn. <laughs> $17 for a nap. <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah, bad. Yeah. It's about the same price as a smoothie these days, like twice minimum wage for that shit. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Don't go see A Quiet Place, then. You will definitely fall asleep during that shit. Is it, that's a scary movie, correct? It is. Like, the whole premise of it is like... Like, you can't make any sound. And mm-hmm. if you make even the slightest sound, like, the monsters will come get you or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So they, like, lay, lay, like they'll, uh, lay trails of sand everywhere they walk. No, it's kind of like... That's based off, uh, what's the movie... When the uh, the blind guy was in the, the house, pitch black. <laughs> well, no, it was like Krasinski, sh- Jim from the you know office made it. Everybody's trying to they're trying to steal this rich blind guy's money in his house. Brewster's it, millions. <laughs> this was like Is that two, the one with Danny DeVito. No, this was like uh, three Mark years. It's like three years old. It was a good movie, man. It was well done. It was a horror movie. It was, it was cheaply oh, made and it made shit. tons of money. So it was like, with Michael Caine. Don't or breathe. Something. I think it was Don't Breathe. Yeah, actually, yeah. I kind of remember seeing that. It was that like movie a was good. Sci-fi version of that. I'm pretty sure because that just was like, okay, how can we? Yeah, remix this bad boy. Right, <laughs> get movie, the aliens out here, toss yeah, some people. In. Pretty that much. movie made like slightly more sense. You know, like you have to. You have to give up a certain amount of understanding in that movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, Suspension these motherfuckers are going to make sounds and shit. And it would be, like, the easiest monsters to defeat. All you would have to do is, like, set up a sound, like, speakers. Yeah. And then just surround them with fucking guns and shit. Yeah. And then just shoot down at them when they come around to the sound. Turn on a radio. Mm-hmm. How fast do they get to the radio? Are you able to press play and then walk away? 
Um, well, Bluetooth. I think you would have to go with Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah. So it's instantaneous. That's oh, scary. it's so instantaneous. Like yeah. this kid plays a little thing and they just like come get him right away. But it's so dumb because they didn't get pregnant. I'm like, oh, you stupid fucks. What are you going to do with the baby? If I'm ruining this movie, just like skip for 20 seconds. It's dumb. You Wait a minute. No one's going to see it. No one needs the to chick gets pregnant. Okay. During the movie. Yeah, so then it's like, how are you going to have a baby? And that's the big tension. But who's, it, the, the, who's the daddy, the alien or, the, the, or Drake? No, no, the daddy is Jim from The, the Office. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Jim oh. from The Office like wrote and directed the movie. It's uh-huh. with his real life. And movie. he's in the movie, correct? And he's in the movie. Okay. But it's so dumb because he takes his son to this waterfall. He's like, listen, son, you can scream as loud as you want. And they're like, ah, ah, and they're screaming into the waterfall. And then they're like, oh, how are we going to have this baby? And they make like this quiet box for the baby, <laughs> like a little coffin with a hole in it. Oh, no. It's like, why didn't you just have the baby at the waterfall? Yeah, right? They keep yeah. it in the waterfall. Yeah. Float Otherwise, it was a good movie. Do you guys have that like movies that you think are great except for it has like one obvious flaw to it that just like fucking takes you out of it because I'm miserable I can't tell if that's me yeah I was so sure. mad uh, Leonardo died in Titanic yeah that, <laughs> that shit think, ruined it for me you better hold it on to that one huh? I was like bro why didn't you just grab another table fam yeah. like, you didn't have to stay in the water you could have right. Yeah. yeah, hold on to her table as you rest on your table. And there was table. like a floating grandfather clock. There like was right plenty. It was an Ottoman went right by his head. I That's saw how you know it was a knockoff a bunk bed. Clock. I was like, bro, grab one. <laughs> what are you doing? I was, I left pissed about that part. I yeah. think, I think uh, Mythbusters actually did one on that, and they showed like thirty-seven different configurations oh, that, he, enough room. that he could have gotten on the door and everything. Oh, and they, facts. They asked James Cameron about it. And James Cameron was pretty much like, "Listen, it's a movie, yeah. guys. What yeah, you, you <laughs> gotta what stop. I've done so many. I other really movies. feel like he just didn't understand, like." The dangers of water temperature. Yeah, and then he fell asleep and woke up dead. He was like, See, "Oh shit!" <laughs> so he didn't have as so much science back then. He went through know? so much work to stay alive to just throw it all away. Yeah. <laughs> I was so mad. He did. I'm with you. I'll I always ne- stopped the movie right before that part. I'll never forget. <laughs> I just turned it off. You just went away. I don't want to. The good news it. is you still got like a two and a half hour movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, it's perfect besides that. That part. was like that was pre-internet. I think those were like legit the first like real pair of breasts I saw. Oh, that's fine. Kate, Kate Winslet's. Titanic. It was yeah. a big moment in my development. You didn't have any I friends remember, with HBO? That's true. I remember. No, I didn't. Well, we, well that, that was back when you could get Showtime when it was all fuzzy and Squiggly. shit. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, sometimes yeah. you could get the sound in and that was good. Yeah. That was all you needed. But I remember that Christmas I got my sister for Christmas the two tape Titanic set. Smart. You know what I mean? You but got yourself really, a present. It was really for you. A yeah, I, I remember those titties. Oh, they're great. Those, oh yeah, man. man. Those titties. Remember the tip drill video from Nelly? That <laughs> that that put some hair in my balls. <laughs> is it weird? Was that to BT be... after dark? Do they still oh have... BT uncut, Dude. uncut. Is that man, I used to watch now? that shit on volume two for and people... it still felt hella loud. <laughs> for people who watch BET <laughs> yeah. and are uncircumcised, BET uncut. But used do they to be... still... I remember BT. I don't think they have that no more. It used to be real porn like they would yeah 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 <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, soft yeah. porn I porn good music that video that took Nelly to the next level it really did I think, <laughs> think so? then he did like a Disney show suit after <laughs> yeah. what's going on and, and then what happens yeah you know? remember the, the uh, Christina Aguilera and Little Kim video oh yeah 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 oh, was yeah, that the yeah, one where yeah, they were yeah, boxing yeah. dude nah they were like were they boxing? I don't remember. There was some boxing in that. I there remember was hella oil. She, she was breaking it. It was, it was like <laughs> it was lingerie. <laughs> Everybody was wet and boxing. Yeah, cool. It was a super slutty music video period. And for the kiddies, millennials uh, 
who grew up in the era of internet porn, dude, you would have to sit there after school and wait for the right music video to come on yeah, and man. just yeah. time that shit in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Before you, you have know, to lull was... your friends to sleep yeah. on the same couch. <laughs> yeah. I it was that. six o'clock. The parents were rolling in. You're like, oh fuck, man. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> sure. We're watching two for Tuesdays. If my I, dad asked, no Nelly tip drill or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My movie kind of like that is Signs. Do you guys remember Signs? Like, I thought Signs was a near-perfect movie. I just remember, like, the I was so stoned in high school where I saw that, like, oh, my God, aliens are real. Yeah. Like, and I oh, was they so, are real. I was so suspenseful. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, now it's the Sam Tripoli podcast. I was so, uh, I was so, which is a great podcast. Listen to it. I had a great episode. Hey, don't bag pedal now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that podcast, bro. But, uh, uh, yeah, so I was so into that movie, and then this their secret like weakness at the end is water like abigail oh, yeah, breslin yeah. leaves a bunch of water around and if their skin touches water then uh then it like kills them it's like you know hydrochloric acid mean meantime the entire movie they're running around cornfields yeah, you know what right. i mean and they're yeah yeah they're fucking like, moist there's like dew on corn and yeah, there's dew the planet for sure is bro. like 98 percent water even yeah. like the air is yeah. So I'm sure there's some water in there. Yeah. I'm not a scientist, <laughs> guys. It couldn't rain <laughs> one of water those vapor. Baby. There's water in the water air, bro. Water vapor is a real Clouds thing. are made of water. Yeah, and also, how come aliens never wear pants? You know what I mean? Huh. Like, we go to the moon and we wear a hmm. suit, yet aliens come here and they're like... Aliens have no shame. They have no shame. You just think they're like exhibitionists I, all the time? I mean, they're like, well, shit, why are we wearing pants? Mm-hmm. You know? That's I feel like, why no, do we wear pants? If we didn't wear pants, people would get over... Penises and vaginas in two weeks. It'll yeah. be like whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll just get so used to it, but like whatever. That sounds yeah. like a. Beautiful it wouldn't be world. a big deal, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like when you have to sit in public seats. Then that's that's the issue. Imagine doing stand up and everyone is naked. Just chilling, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that guy really likes my jokes. Yeah. <laughs> you need to address it. You would have to address it. You would have to address it. Address what the nakedness or just like a boner or two that pops up. Well, a boner you have to address even if you were wearing pants. For, well, I mean, I don't go around just staring at dick prints. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, a homophobe or something? Trying to do a knock? Nah, man, I'm six foot three. That's I don't stare down. My neck will hurt all day. Right, uh, your dicks are just <laughs> too far away. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm six foot three, guys. It's outside of your dick radius. You yeah, it's just outside of my peripheral. <laughs> That's kind of like I don't know. I miss Ahmed Shalomon. I feel like he's competent. M Night Shalomon. I feel like he's the Anthony Hardaway. Of movie directors you know what i mean where is he he went from sixth sense and like unbreakable and these really great movies to like you know wherever the fuck he is now i don't know to me he went from this penny hardaway like just killing him remember young penny yes that's big the puppet but how he Little Penny. He went from he went from Little Penny to uh, to Mark Wahlberg in The Happening. If we're gonna die, I want you to know something. I was in a pharmacy a while ago. There was a really good-looking pharmacist behind the counter, really good-looking. I went up and I asked where the cough syrup was. I didn't even have a cough, and I almost bought it. And I'm talking about a completely superfluous bottle of cough syrup. Great whisper voices to have. Like these whisper acts. Are you joking? <laughs> Thank you. 
Dude, I would fuck Mark Wahlberg if you whispered in my ear. Oh like my that. god! But dude, the happening is so bad. Like I can't even believe Shyamalan made that shit. Like if you don't remember the happening, it was literally a movie about when trees start attacking human beings. <laughs> like they release this toxin and shit, and uh-huh. human beings start killing themselves. But it probably has the greatest Mark Wahlberg delivery line ever. This one here. Hold on. He's talking to this old lady. I hear you whispering. Planning on stealing something? No, ma'am, we're not. Plan on murdering me in my sleep? What? No. What? what? <laughs> my sleep. Do you and your friends go to the strip club last night? What? No. Does your dick smell like stripper? What? What? No. <laughs> no. Did you get that girl's in number last night? What? What? No. no. <laughs> Baby, do you want to be together forever? Me and my what? What? No. What? <laughs> yeah, man. But I don't know. To me, that was kind of the story of the Houston Rockets this year, man. They had, like, so perfect. They were mm. so close. Mm-hmm. They were like a quiet place. They were like signs. But they were just lacking that, like, one, one fucking thing. And I wonder uh, what it was. A hamstring? So you're what putting just one that's pretty sure Chinna, that now Chinadu is very sad about this loss. Why is that Chinadu? Uh, cause uh, fuck fuck KD. <laughs> KD ruined basketball. Everybody knows that. KD did ruin basketball. He did. Can so you at least for that? a few years. Can you explain that to me? I mean, I think it's a uh, great follow question, Mike Falzone. Go ahead. Can you explain Mike, that? Mike, for a, a sport fanatic, I think you should know exactly why. <laughs> I should. Kevin Durant. I, I, totally, I totally agree with you that I should know why. <laughs> well, uh, Kevin Durant is uh, considered maybe a top two basketball player right now in the league, maybe top 10 ever, mm-hmm. right? And so when a player like that joins um, a perfect team, yeah. a 73 win team. That they were up 3-1 to one on. That they're up, that were up 3-1 before he did that. Uh-huh. You're up 3-1. You lose the series because you choked. Let's just say what it is. You choked. Um, you know, a, couple, a couple bad shots on Westbrook, <laughs> sure. Yeah. But, you, but essentially Durant choked. You're up they, 3-1, best player in the game. Right. Yeah. They go up. Uh, the Warriors go. They should have beat Cleveland. They lose. Mm-hmm. And then you go and you join that team that just had 73 wins. You add 37 points to a team that just had 73 wins. That's that's insane. And the league was so lopsided that last year so many trades happened, so much movement. Yeah, yeah. And it, it just caused chaos. But luckily, yeah. you fast forward to this year, and I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, that it's the first ever time in history that these two teams will meet each other in the finals. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so you get once-in-a-lifetime ex- opportunity. Ex- excluding the three previous years, that right. is 100% accurate. It's like when The Rock and John Cena fought right. at WrestleMania. This is once-in-a-lifetime. Right, and right. that's why it again. was such a big deal. Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of like when there's a sale at Ross. Yeah. You got to jump on it, man. You got to jump gotta on it. You got to be here just, for that, the it sale. Could be I missed the Ross a, sale? When was the Ross sale? <laughs> shit, I missed that shit. It was a year ago. God damn it. I need some carpenter jeans. You got to wait nine more years for that sale at Ross. (laughs) Yeah. I got to bounce, man. 
<laughs> this has the, been really with nice. With the shortest podcast uh, I sitting came in on in and history. I dropped that cross-reference to WrestleMania. You did. Wait, say, give me two more minutes on the wrestling. Okay. Oh, you have a meaning at YouTube, though. But what were you saying? <laughs> Didn't you used to wrestle with your little brother? And Man, shit? I mean, my little brother were big wrestling fans back in the day. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. The Rock. Yeah, Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. Kane. Yeah. Shit, Mick Foley. I just want to see how long I can guilt Mike into sitting here so he misses yeah. his YouTube meeting. Yeah, you, you wait. <laughs> we when I have nothing. Yeah. We were very similar. Similar in size, even though he's like two years younger than me, and so I used to just like do you guys constant do? wrestling moves on each other. I used to wake him up with the Mister Socko every day, <laughs> and it wasn't like <laughs> I would. Mister Socko was the mankind. Fit. Oh he yeah, would, he would get a sock, dirty sock, you pull from his crotch, no, and from his crotch. Exactly. Yeah, now, now in the daytime, it'll be a clean sock, fresh off the laundry. But on the weekend, man, <laughs> I used to get a gym sock and put it. Oh, it was great. Wear yeah, the same yeah, pair yeah. of socks for a week. Yep. <laughs> we, we used to. Both be terrified to go to sleep in front of each other. Yeah. Oh, what a terrible. <laughs> Imagine how much sleep you missed out on. Oh, man. Like, so much sleep. Okay. I'm I'm just going to chill out. Are you just going to chill out? <laughs> I'm like, Mom, can I sleep in here with you? Like, you're 15. I'm like, he's going to get me. <laughs> this is why we have you in those special classes because you're asking he's us. Gonna, <laughs> he's going to get me, Mom. Ooh, I don't want to talk about Mr. Sacco. Go back to club. bed. Right. Dude, that shit was me and my brother uh, used to wrestle on my parents' bed. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We used to do that shit, but I remember, dude, I did a. Uh, it wasn't a DDT. What's the one that the Undertaker used to do? That they Tombstone. 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 Oh, I used Tombstone. To do oh the no, Tombstone I never tried. That's scary. I got him an inch or two, a little low. Oh no! And he was legit like my neck, my neck. I can't oh, feel my yeah. thing. I was yeah. like, oh fuck! I just paralyzed my brother. Yeah, I never then, like, tried that. Then like a couple that. minutes later, he was good. I was like, oh, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, even, even I was smart we enough to, not, to not try that one. You thought you killed his brother a couple years ago? Yeah, you fell to your knees. You fell to your butt. To my niece. That's how the, Stone Cold Steve Austin broke his neck. The Tombstone Pile Driver. Yeah. yeah. So Sanal Joshi, yeah. if you're listening, you're very lucky. <laughs> Count your blessings. You would have to fall back on your career, on your skills on the mic, and not be able to wrestle anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Stone Cold was so funny after he got hurt. That like whole oh, what? What well, he came up with memes before memes and shit. They still you know? say that. They still ruin every show by saying that. Uh, yeah, yeah. They ruined it. Like it got too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was the era actually where I started to not watch as much because yeah. it was just like every single time I watched what what. What? It was bad. It was like that Mark Wahlberg clip, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Stone anyway. Cold's a beast. Yeah. Stone Cold's a, a beast. He's the only guy that could rock a leather vest properly. <laughs> and have it be fun. <laughs> a leather vest. And, and be called yeah. a Texas You gotta wear a Speedo with a leather like, vest. And not look like, you know, probably a latent homosexual. Dude, you know? yeah. he didn't have any designs anywhere on At all, man. Yeah, yeah. i never seen a guy look Which so tough in a Speedo. Like, yeah. it felt like he was wearing baggy jeans. <laughs> How gangster he was. was a cargo speedo. I was like, man, I don't even see the speedo. speedo this guy is just fucking a, gangster, man. Yeah, this is the only Trump team. supporter I, I like. <laughs> Yo, Stone Cold is not a Trump supporter. Though. I'm sure he's, he's not, not, but that's no, the character he plays. I know, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't like Bernie either. either. Or he could be one of the closet ones. Yeah. There's a lot of closet well, ones. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Closet Trump supporter. All right, Mikey, you got to leave us? Yeah, I got to go. Let's give Mikey a hug. Round of applause, Mikey. Round of applause, Mikey. We're going to get you all fixed up. I'm going to bring you some. I'm going to find some back Oh, yeah, this computer is giving me problems. get you a new computer. It was great. Oh, my God. You too, bro. Good luck today. Shake hands. Thanks for coming through, Mikey. I'm going to check out that Power Rangers joke. We'll talk soon. Check out Power Rangers joke. I love you. I'll see you. Love you too. All right, see you, Mike. Yeah, but so you're saying Chris, Chris is uh, Paul's hamstring. I don't buy that so much when they go 0 and 27. You know what I mean? 0 yeah. and 27. So they they and they're only down by seven before the fourth quarter. Right. Right. With that horrible third quarter shooting they had. Right. And and, and both games they were in position and they were in position of dominance in the third quarter in both. Yeah. Game six and game six. I think it became. 
a feeling of, oh, shit, we might do this. Yeah. And that's the feeling they had in their locker room. And the feeling that Warriors had in their locker room was like, okay, let's let's really buckle down. Yo, that is real. Chris Paul would have put him over the hump. I truly believe that. Maybe, maybe. You may be right about that. But there's definitely something about basketball psychology where you can see it more than in other sports where you can feel like sometimes the stage becoming too big or you can see right. you can see a team losing belief in itself as well you saw yes. that in both of those third quarters with the with the rockets in game 6 and game 7 and frankly you saw it with the celtics in their game 7 right. as well and i mean they had all the talent to win yes. what they didn't have is that mindset or to understand how to win in that moment and you could feel right. the stage growing and you could feel the celtics kind of yeah. shrinking but chris paul is a guy that has that. Yeah. Even though he, this is the furthest he's ever been, it wasn't because he shied away from the moment. He always got injured in the playoffs, right? Including this year, right? Right. But right. he's just a dog. Like he is made for these moments. He's like he's one of the few that has that Kobe DNA in him. You can see it, and he's one of the top five dirtiest player in the league, and it's for Which a reason. I like, like in a good oh, way, in a, in a great way. In a, not, you need not like a player a Lance, like that. Not like a Lance Stevenson. No, like in a, a Draymond yeah. Green, but he gets away with it because he's so small and like, he's respected. If you're really watching him, like he's doing, you see the elbow he gave to Durant's oh, ass in like sure. game two. For sure, like Durant's failed. <laughs> Like that's for how sure. this kid is under underratedly strong. Um, he's a great defender. He probably played the great defeat, the, the best defense on Kevin Durant the whole series. Yeah. Like if you really watch every single play, he was up in Durant's space and made Durant really uncomfortable. Right. To shoot those baskets, he, he was defending uh, Durant the way Golden State did when they were up. Uh, or, the way, the way Golden State did when they were down one three. Right. Which is they put a smaller defender on him and just enforce him to take shots out yeah. on the perimeter in space. Because, yeah, I think you just get away with a lot more when the defender is so much more smaller. Yeah. That's what, the way Marcus Smart gets a lot of his defensive right, right, steals right. and stuff because he's so much Which smaller. Is, smart sometimes dirty in a bad oh, way. Oh, he's top he's, 10 dirtiest player in the league, but too. But he's so yeah. aggressive. He he's a great moments. defender. Like If you're not cheating on defense, you're not trying to win. And Chris exactly. Paul, Marcus Smart, those guys understand that concept, and exactly. that's what makes them great defenders. Exactly. I'm so glad that you said that about Chris Paul because I think you know I'm going to bring up advanced statistics and some ratings later. But um, in terms of, of uh, his, his clutch rating isn't that great. Chris Paul's? Chris Paul isn't. But I think he's a case where that doesn't necessarily jibe with the eye test or what's going on in reality. Because ever since watching Chris Paul in Charlotte and New Orleans, he has been one of the most clutch ISO one-on-one players that there is. Like, there are few players that I'd rather have than him down to down three points Facts. and eating a bucket. Because he, he sizes you up and he finds that little, you know, the top of the key right there? Mm -hmm. That's where Jordan actually called it the best shot in the league. You know, yeah. forget about the vogue of what's going on right now. Jordan said, you want the best shot, you dribble to the top of the key, one of those corner elbows, you pull up you right pull there. Up. It's, it's money every time. And because the way, yeah, the, the defender is assuming you're going to go to the hole all the exactly. way. Exactly. They're, they're, they're not expecting to pull up exactly and chris paul does it a little different than jordan jordan would go there and hit it right away mm -hmm. but chris paul does this little hezzy thing yeah where he plays with you a little bit right then yeah and then he pulls back and that jumper he has he's yeah. such an underrated shooter yeah especially in and the it's club. not just his shooting it's his passing too he's yeah. a, such a great passer like right. i would love chris paul to have the ball in the last two minutes not just because of his shooting ability but also because it's just playmaking he's such a smart player every Absolutely. play he makes is the right play is the right play every single time there's Absolutely. his last year in the clippers he led the league in fourth quarter points you see that game in utah where he just went insane 
to close him out. He had like, I missed league pass on that knife. But he yeah. had like tw- in the playoffs. He yeah, had like twenty. Yeah, he had like twenty five points yeah. against Utah in the fourth quarter. Absolutely, it was a beautiful to watch. He, you and know? you know, and he always gets a knock. Oh, he hasn't made it to here. I made it to here. It's he's injuries. in the it's Western fucking conference. conference. It's not normal. Period. And, and you know, he's always been on teams not only where he gets injured or where they also get injured around him. Case right. in point, the Blake Clippers. Griffin. Yeah, but. You know, I think injuries are a certain – you can't always excuse injuries because part of it is being healthy. But, I mean, do you really think LeBron James would have made eight straight finals if he was in the West? Probably not. Probably not. He would have I mean, made five LeBron, out of eight, six out of eight. I would say eight. LeBron probably makes eight. Not – Well, that means not he's, when he's, he's, first beating, got he's beating – He's, beating, he, he's, he's a, beating the Warriors three times if you're saying well, that. No, I'm which saying he hasn't done a, in the He's finals. the type of guy that will figure it out, right? Whether that's joining another team, you know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. all eight of those years, he especially like but the so last five or six, but he you're had, saying he would have beaten the Warriors, which he didn't do in the finals. No, I'm saying the Warriors might not even be the Warriors if LeBron is in the West. <laughs> Look, he would have, yo, KD. No, up? because sometimes like teams, because LeBron is in the East, teams panic a lot and trade players and away. Change. Like Toronto just had a 65 game season, right? Their best season thus far. Sure. And they're talking about trading Cal Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. Sure. Like, I think they're overreacting. Sure. They got beat twice by two brother beaters out of the four games that they lost to right. the Cavs. Right. But LeBron, he just put such a panic in, like, the management office of so many uh, organizations. I feel like they overreact. They trade players away. They don't give players the money they deserve, et cetera, et cetera. You think so? See, I think LeBron has extraordinarily benefited from the weakness that's in the 100%. East. 100%. But I do get your point. And like, you know, I don't know. Do you see that video where they reintroduced wolves into uh, Yellowstone and they did the craziest thing because they reintroduced wolves into Yellowstone? Uh, they they started thinning out the deer population because they started thinning out the deer population like uh, the beaver population came back right. and it changed the course of the river. And right. then in changing the course of the river, all this other wildlife came back. Right. So by the sheer introduction of wolves, it yes, changed the entire exactly. ecosystem. Le- so I see the point you're making with right. LeBron. If LeBron goes out to the West, he's going to figure it out. Start, <laughs> yeah. Maybe motherfuckers start coming out to the East and shit. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Facts. And then it becomes a different exactly. thing. Exactly. You know? you know, who knows like, all the free agents that stayed yeah. in the West, maybe they f- jumped to the East. That's why Katie didn't go to D.C., yeah. Everybody thought he was going to go to play with John Wall and Bradley Bill. I'm not uh, giving shade to KD for leaving OKC. I'm giving shade to him for joining, one, the team that beat you, and two, the team that just had seven. It's a complete wins. bitch move. It's yeah, a complete fact. Like, you you could have left OKC. Go, I get it. Westbrook looks like a hard player to, to play to with. Go to Boston. Go, 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 go to the Clippers. Don't go to the team you're up 3-1 on, man. Blake Griffin and I think even Chris Paul was still there. Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan, yeah. they could have beat the Warriors. If you're up 3-1 and you consider yourself the greatest player, then right. you want that pride factor. I don't think KD considers himself the exactly. greatest player. That, that's his, that's the think, answer. Deep down, don't he don't KD, see himself. And KD doesn't want to be a leader. He wants yeah. to be like, yo, Steph, you lead. Draymond, you fire. You just give me the ball when you need buckets, yeah. baby. I'll be the and best I'll, I'll take my- Paris and Mars you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. And I, I'm gonna take <laughs> I'm gonna take these fucking tech meetings. Yeah. And I'm gonna invest in shit. Hey, no, I'm not mad at him. I'm just like Harrison he didn't he did Harrison Barnes three point oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you finally update your phone, like, oh shit. <laughs> you know uh, when you when you draft Her- Harrison Barnes, the created Harrison Barnes draft class in like two K fifteen, he legit becomes a ninety nine every time. It's like fucking oh, yeah, ridiculous, yeah, yeah. dude. Like out here killing with Harrison Barnes. Man. Yeah. I don't know. But you know, I'm actually there's been this push because the West 
is been so dominant to just put in the top 16 teams regardless i'm i'm vehemently opposed to that and i'll tell you why and they they do it in football as well you're not playing the same schedule all right if you're in the central division of the east you're right. playing the central division of right. the east so even when you pl- when you pick the top 16 teams it's still technically not the top 16 teams because the west have to play the west all year exactly. and the east has to play the east all year right. not only that but the west kind of have an advantage well not if you you're playing each other then it doesn't yeah. really matter but yeah you're right cuz like for example Denver record will be way better if they have more eastern games correct you know so exactly yeah exactly that's tricky i think you got to leave it kind of like the way it is i like that there's two conferences and then you got to go through the separate conferences i think it adds i think it adds something to it you know uh, yeah but i do feel that western conference is a mother man jesus but, christ but you know what? <laughs> you're playing i'm gonna be butler not- towns Wait, Butler Towns, yeah. uh, Wiggins, and who's the other guy? Teague. That's that's the eighth seed of the West. That's yeah, but insane. are those are, are those guys really that good? You know. And here's here's what I'm gonna posit to you. Okay, let me think of the right way. I want to say this: there are no great teams except for the Golden State Warriors. I think this era tends to get mm-hmm. overrated because of LeBron and the Golden State Warriors. If you look at the Elo ratings, let me bring this up. Elo as in. Elo is, if you're familiar with Nate Silver, Nate Silver is the guy, uh, he's the statistics guru and advanced analytics guy who, uh, you know, he predicted the 2012 election, I think every state, every electoral vote. Uh, He got a lot of shit in this past election because he said Hillary was going to win like everybody else. But what was really interesting about his prediction is, you know, if you look at the New York Times or whatever, they had it like 98%. In the two weeks before uh, the election, Nate Silver's prediction model actually moved a split election, meaning Hillary would win the popular vote and Trump would win the Electoral College, uh, to above 10%. It was like at about 12%. Mm-hmm. And he was the only one in the country who was even warning about this increase. I shouldn't say warning isn't the right word, but was reporting... <laughs> It was, yeah, was reporting on this uh, increased possibility, and it happens. So what he did, and he he made his uh, bones uh, doing advanced stats in baseball, Mm -hmm. like his his and a lot of other guys, obviously, whoever that William guy or whoever they talk about in that Moneyball movie, uh, they changed uh, advanced statistics, changed how that game is played, baseball, how it's it's drafted. Mm -hmm. You know, you're seeing that with teams like the Astros and stuff right now. Right. but so he had ELO ratings for every team basically that's ever existed, and for basketball, for basketball. Okay. And he has uh, the best team of all time is uh, last year's Warriors. Actually, last year's yeah. Warriors top out as the best team of all time. Here, here are the rest of them. Number two is the '95. Uh, 96 Chicago Bulls. Number three is the 96 97 Chicago Bulls. Number four is the 14 15 Warriors. Uh, number five is the 85 86 Celtics. Six is the 08 09 Lakers. Seven. Now, now, time out. These are all champions. These are all. They, they all won. Champions. Yeah, they're all. Champions. So, n- none of Seven. these are teams that just got close. Correct? No. All, and this rating takes that into account. Okay. And seven, eight, nine uh, are the Bulls again, 
And then rounding it out are the 88, 89 Pistons and the 82, 83, 76ers. I think, you know, I've been hammering this concept home on this podcast, and that is the concept of recency bias. We see these players right now, Mm -hmm. and we automatically assume that, you know, they're so athletic and past players can't play with them. Bullshit. I mean, who are the Rockets starting? They're relying on guys like Trevor Ariza and Ryan Anderson. So don't tell me 85 Ryan Bird. Played six 85 Bird. <laughs> yeah, but don't tell me 85 Bird can't even play in this in this no league. No one's. I've never heard that before. Yeah. I, I'm not. Pers- oh, we got we got the Instagram comments on our page. Well, don't listen to the yeah. guys with you know a, but I think this as a profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> I think this era tends to be overrated. Is what I'm saying. Agree or disagree? In sense of. I think, okay, when we talk about the Western Conference, when I say it's very competitive, I'm yeah. only talking in comparison to the Eastern Conference, right. not in terms of, like, teams. Historical. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. If, okay. if we were to pick the top 16 teams, 11 of those teams will be in the West, yeah. right? And it's not fair that Denver doesn't get a playoff spot or even the Clippers, who were, like, fighting for their lives the last seconds. Right. Now, as far as the teams or the players this uh, era being overrated or not, I would say yes and no. No, because... I love how nuanced Chinadu is. He's well, not know. just coming in with bullshit. He's coming in with opinions. I, I listen, love it. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I say no just because, well, we have one of the players who's arguably the best player ever, right? People are having that argument right now. Yeah. And you got to... You have to... It's really hard to challenge history and for people to even open their minds to having that conversation, let it on considering it to be true. So that's that's one thing. LeBron is in this area. So that makes this area pretty competitive. Two, across the board, past and present, everybody agrees that Steph Curry's the best shooter we ever seen. Right? There's yeah. and, and there's never Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, with, oh, with it's some, not even close. With some caveats for era. I mean, like because we, we're talking about it's not just because of the amount of threes he made, sure. right? Because there were shooting more threes, yeah. so that makes sense. But I'm talking about the release; it's the quickest. It's pretty. I mean, what what would what, what would it look like if Reggie Allen, uh, Reggie Allen, Reggie, Reggie Miller. Miller, and Ray Allen could could could, could be drafted today with with sure. the mindset of threes? Or if Pistol Pete Maravich didn't love pussy and heroin and fun so well, much? Well, what know, would it be if Doctor J had, had a weight room? Or if they had yeah, a trainer, course, right? Course, we can't. Comp- I'm just talking about the players no, when they when they know, left I, I, at their I, I peak. That I'm not going to be an ornery old man. I give you Steph Curry's probably the best shooter. Right, of all and it's, it's because the, these kids are are these adults now. But when they were kids, they're playing basketball professionally all year. When back in the day, you played for a season and then you chilled or you go play football or some right, shit. Right. But now it's like from five years old, your travel league. Right. You know, so all these moves it's just automatic. But it's muscle memory. I think I think when you equate different eras, you you have to give past eras the assumption of nutrition. You know what I mean? Because it's not like if they existed now, they would be ignorant of it. Exactly. No, 100%. You know? But th- that's what I'm saying. So you always have to judge it relatively. Yeah, that's, it is a yes and no. Because like, those players would live up. Like, Imagine if Larry Bird had actual cushion in his shoe Dude, versus would, playing a conference. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Larry Bird would give you triple doubles today. Oh, and fact. with the shooting today, he would yeah. average 30 every fucking season. You know, but, but, I don't you know, doubt it. Yeah, but I'm glad you brought up the LeBron 
MJ thing. We're not going to dwell on it too long. But in terms of talking about the advanced statistics thing, we all believe in rationale and science. And, you know, I understand advanced statistics have its limitations. But if you look at the PER, the the player evaluation ratings in NBA history, there's no coincidence that it's number one LeBron and number two Michael. And those two are kind of like almost lapping the field, meaning number three is not even close. Right. But there is a definitive yet small advantage for Michael. And you also have to take into account uh, that those include Michael's years when he was 40 and 41 with the Wizards and stuff. Right. So you have those downtrodden years. So no, I'm not saying LeBron isn't great. I'm saying he's pretty damn close. Yeah. But I'm saying there is a definite edge there for Michael, and it's not just based on rings. It's based on the analytics as well. You know? If I had to choose a player yeah. to start a team, past, present, whatever, yeah, I'm without a doubt choosing LeBron James because I don't have to worry yeah. about who I'm choosing second if I have LeBron James. That's a fair point, and I can see why you would do that because you had the passing and the rebounding. I would take Michael, and I'll tell you why, because he's a homicidal winner. Sure. I could find another Michael. Kobe's out there. Uh, Kobe is like a, it's like a photocopy of of the work just as well. His, it's, no, it, it comes out the printer. The color's a little bit more dim. That's it. It, does, it doesn't work as well because LeBron's LeBron is a, or excuse me, Michael's a far superior player to Kobe. I wouldn't say far superior. He all. is. He is. And but he's I'll superior t- for sure. Let, let me tell you where the difference is between mm-hmm. Michael and these other guys. And it's 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 it was talked about more in his era and it's kind of been forgotten now. Michael Jordan is the greatest perimeter defender in the history of the game, bar none. It's no other. And if you talk to Michael about that era, he was just trying to be better than Larry and, and Magic. And he said, what makes you better? And he goes, forget about my offense. My defense is, is, is beyond those guys. You know, Kobe, as a defensive player, was yeah. second to none during the time he played. During the time. I mean, and also he was a dog, bro. And LeBron, like, <laughs> is, LeBron gets more uh, credit for his defense than he should. Uh, he's a great. He has those chase down blocks, which makes him seem uh, like a better team and individual defender that he is. Yeah. He often does not show the heart and desire on the defensive end. He often takes uh, plays off. If you watch this last series, he had some galling defensive breakdowns. Just galling. Yeah. And he doesn't get taken to task as much on that. That happened zero times in Michael Jordan's his last you know eight years of his career. But if you believe, if you believe. Uh, if you believe in global warming and rising CO2 temperatures, then you should believe that Michael Jordan, just based on the advanced analytics, which is changing how sports are governed, is a, a better player at this point. Just as a person who as a watched, person, I want LeBron James to be president, not Michael right. Jordan. Yeah. I, I, oh, I'll take LeBron James yeah. being president, hands down, over yeah, Michael yeah. Jordan. That's yeah. not even close. Yeah, but, I, would, <laughs> I would rather party with Michael, though. That's for sure. I'd rather party with Michael. If he likes you. Michael's up there. Shit, Robin. Rodman. You know, he's up there. In North man. Korea. I want to party with Rodman. Yeah, oh, man. In Show North me around, Korea, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's the only way to see North Korea. When it comes to LeBron, I think yes and no. He's both overrated and underrated as a defender because he's never yeah. – I, I don't think he ever made first team all defense. He might have made it once in Miami because in Miami he had more help. So he had the energy to suspend. Le- LeBron should have won more in Miami too. That's another knock against LeBron's legacy that people aren't talking about enough. You want to talk about he, he doesn't he have a won team two out now? Of three. Two out of three. Two out of four. He lost two. He lost to, to the Spurs and Dallas and to Dallas. Right. And he should have. He shouldn't have left. Jordan. But you know why he lost to Dallas? Wouldn't have lost. You know why he lost to Dallas, man? Why is that? Because Dirk went extra. Nah, bro, it was two reasons. It was Dirk the, was awesome in that series. It was the, remember they they tried that that stupid two three two 
final schedule. Yeah. Where you play two in Miami, and then three well, in Dallas. That's the way it used to be. No, that, that was that. it. Was one year they tried it one year? Really? LeBron lost. I don't know what kind of fit he threw at David Stern, and that was it. <laughs> it was. I promise, it was one. Really? It was never like that ever. They yeah, tried yeah, it yeah. one year. Miami lost, and that was the end of it. No one ever speaks about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, tried yeah. that schedule one year. I'm sure LeBron had something to do with it, and they never did it again. That's hilarious. When, when Miami lost a game in Miami, other first two, I said, "Oh man, I don't think Dallas is coming back." Yeah. Either did I. Either did I. But dude, Dirk went. He went super human that series. Dirk was going to be Dirk. But that you could count sure. on that. It's all about okay, which one of these role players is going to play like stars? Of course, JJ Jason was Terry. There. And, but JJ Barrera went crazy. But they had no answer for this. I, I go back to the one. Uh, remember Dirk? Who was he backing up? He flipped and he he beat like Dwayne yeah. and LeBron to the rim for that game winning layup, dude. I think Dirk is top five best shooter in the league. Oh, yeah, I think it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I got goes Curry. I'm gonna miss Dirk. I'm gonna miss Dirk a lot. Though. Oh yeah, Dirk Curry, Clay Durant, Larry Bird. Dirk will still give you twenty. He'll still give you twenty. Give him a night it's of very, rest. Very patient. Give him a night He'll give you twenty, but 20. whoever he's guarding getting fifty. So let's <laughs> it's, it's a wash. He can't be on the court that long. Yeah, but you know, I think I think the analytics actually bear out for Jordan. And you know, we're kind of going through an era right now, um, like we saw with Kobe, where people were questioning there for a couple of years uh, whether Kobe was better than Jordan or not. There was that debate, sure. and then forget the Kobe Lebron thing. It was just all assumed we were going with Kobe for the most part. Mm-hmm. But analytics are a little bit funny. They work in baseball perfectly because baseball t- statistics, everyone's in an, an individual contained unit. Yes. You know, so you can, that's why you've seen it so quickly change the landscape of baseball. If you're not up on what's going on in baseball right now, you know, baseball players have a decided advantage because they can just sign for, uh, you know, they have no cap limitations. But uh, so they can sign for gobs and gobs of money, which is a story of the Yankees. But these, uh, these high priced veterans, you know, aren't getting signed anymore because what teams have seen is that they do what Houston does or what Philadelphia does in the NBA and they just tank. And they get a bunch of uh, draft picks that are cheap. They can have a cheap baseball team full of stars five, six years from now. Right. Which is why the Sports Illustrated uh, cover three, four years ago when Houston was trash was like the Astros are going to win the World Series in 2017 or whatever it was. Right. And they did. How, think, but how long are, do those contracts last, those rookie contracts? On baseball, I'm not familiar. I think they're, I think they're a bit longer, though. On their on their rookie deal, so it's longer than have, three years. Yeah, it's three, I think that's so. three years for. I think it's three basketball. to five years or something because they right. bring them up through those like triple A and double A systems as well. Yeah. Analytics work a little better uh, with basketball, but I think they lose some of their efficiency because you have more increased player interaction. Right, and when you have increased player interaction and team interaction. Uh, I don't think those individual statistics are going to hold up as well. Yeah, it's get skewed. I think, but you still see analytics making a huge impact in that. Where you don't see analytics making as much as an impact, in my opinion, uh, especially outside of terms of individual assessment, is football. Because football's not a congruent game. Yeah. Like, basketball makes sense. You know, the shape of the ball. It's all predictable. The shape of the ball. And yeah. you have, like, 11 people on 11 it's people. too much going they, on. They, the game doesn't make any fucking sense. At like, all. soccer and basketball are beautiful games because they make fucking sense. Exactly. I love football because it's like a chessboard that, re- no brain pe- damage. that resets itself at the end. But I think you won't see as much of analytics having an impact there. The reason I'm bringing up analytics, and we have maybe uh, 15 more minutes here. I want to get to this. Is the wild story yesterday, Chinadu. I don't know if you're up on this, of the Philadelphia 76ers and the saga of Brian Colangelo, who is their GM that replaced uh, advanced analytics, trust the process, guru Sam Hinkie. Are you aware of this story? No. I just saw a meme, and I, I don't understand it. So, so I'll, I, I'll, I'll walk yeah. you through it. So Brian Colangelo apparently has five different burner accounts, all right? 
and he, on Twitter, <laughs> on Twitter, okay, and he's been commenting relentlessly on all kinds of Sixers inside business and talking shit. And this is from the Ringer, the Ringer's Bill Simmons site, okay. And let me let me talk you through the story, and we can yeah. talk about it a little bit. Uh, in February, the Ringer received an anonymous tip that Brian Clint. This is how dumb I am. I was up uh, three, four days ago, and I was actually reading an article on the Ringer, and I see at the bottom report a tip. And like, who the fuck would report a tip to the fucking Ringer? You know what I mean? This isn't the Gawker, the New York Times. They like write culture essays. Right. And here is how dumb I am. The Ringer received an anonymous tip that Brian Colangelo, the Philadelphia 76ers president of basketball operations, had been secretly operating five Twitter accounts. Since then, we have scrutinized and archived those accounts in an attempt to verify the source's claims that the longtime NBA exec has been using his platform to criticize NBA players, including Joel Embiid, <laughs> Jaleel Okafort, and New Orleans Noel. Oh, he goes hard on Embiid. Publicly debate the decisions of his own coaching staff, as well as criticize former uh, Sixers GM Hinkey, Sam Hinkey, and Toronto Raptors president Masai Ujiri. Uh, telegraphed the 2017 trade in which the Sixers acquired the number one overall pick that would become false, and disclosed non-public medical information about Okafor and gossip about Embiid and faults to members of the national media. Like, you remember when KD had his... <laughs> Burner accounts. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. Um, I think I have it here. It was basically... Oh, man, where was that? It was... Oh, here it is. Da, 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 da. So this guy respects to KD, says to KD, man... I respect the hell out of you, but give me one legitimate reason for leaving OKC other than getting a championship. And this is how Kevin Durant responds. And it's his actual account that he thinks is he's a burner account. He's talking to himself, correct? Yeah, as himself, <laughs> Kevin Durant. He didn't like the organization or playing for Billy Donovan. His roster wasn't that good. It was just him and Russ. And then he says something like, I couldn't have won with those bums, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, he could have. You're up 3-1. You're up 3-1, right? Guy. Yeah, so... <laughs> Fucking guy. Guy. Make a bucket guy. Make a fucking bucket guy. Yeah, if you're the best player on your team and supposedly the best offensive player in the world, you should be able to close Bro, you're 7'4". You're always open. You're Just always put the open. ball in the bucket, man. Yeah. Don't blame nobody but yourself. Exactly. You probably lost a damn series on purpose. Exactly. So honest. you could go to Golden State, so you Get right? the fuck out of there. You don't, you don't like Westbrook, man. It's fine. <laughs> so, so the Ringer uh, contacts the Sixers organization. And now at this point, now today it's blooming into a huge scandal today. So that afternoon, within hours of the call, all three accounts that he hadn't discussed with the team had been switched from public to private, effectively taking them offline, uh, including one that hasn't been active since December. One account still balling has unfollowed the 37 accounts with ties to Colangelo, including several of his son's college basketball teammates, a former coach from his son's high school, and an account that shares the same name with his agent, uh, with an agent, Wayne Lagari who has represented Colangelo in the past. Uh, some examples, and you can give me your thoughts. We'll go through some of these. Uh, so a, a Sixers writer tweeted out, Jaleel Okafor in the past couple of days. It was just a weird situation. One of these burner accounts tweets back. Ask Ja if he passed the other team physical. He will not say not to lose the chance, but I bet the farm that's what happened. So there's non-disclosed public information. And then it gets weirdly <laughs> personal too. Like this one dude's just making fun of him like they do on Twitter. He says, uh, this dude, Brian Colangelo, just loves collars. This is what Brian Colangelo <laughs> responds. That is a normal collar. Move on. Find a new slant. 
Yeah. So, uh, a lot of this is reserved for Sam Hinkie. You know what I mean? Who's a former Sixers GM who really built this team and is now a favorite over there. Like, uh, they say, but behind all that could be the story of a team president who has spent the two years using Twitter to anonymously spar with the media and to defend Colangelo's reputation. Most alarmingly, the account urged members of the Sixers media to ask Okafor about a failed physical, like I told you, uh, that alleges scuffled the trade. So that actually scuffled the trade. Um, and these teams might have also tripped team, tipped team media strategy, okay? Uh, and also these gets really petty. So he says about Sam Hinkie, Hinkie who penned a 13-pen resignation letter about team building theory that included analogies about flightless birds from New Zealand and is a frequent target of vitriol from these accounts. Calendula says, funny how you remember his resignation letter down to his paragraph, you know? I could not get past the first page. Right. He says, I have no I have no respect for Hinky's martyrdom because it orchestra it's orchestrated behind him, behind the curtains via all the bloggers he cultivated with the leaks. Right. In two responses to a February 2017 tweet from actress Gabrielle Union, who pointed out that Tom Brady didn't visit the White House because when Barack Obama was president, uh, uh, Colangelo said, I sat next to you and Dwayne Wade at the Beijing Olympics and saw both of you being rude, nasty to little kid fan, the account said. He had to eat your pizza. You showed no respect to this little kid who you're saying, now you're standing on high grounds? Never look at Dwayne Wade the same again after that. Um, so apparently he's also a Trump fan. Do you think, do you think Chinadu, mm -hmm. that, uh, that Colangelo can survive this type of thing? Uh, I think so. You think so? Depends on how, uh, you know, how much they need him. You know, like how necessary is he within the organization? But when you go at the star of your team, then uh, that's not a good look. Well, it's kind of what's going on with the Timberwolves right now. You have what Towns, yeah, to Towns and Thibodeau going on, and everyone's saying there. If it comes down between those two guys, it's gonna be it's gonna be Towns who stays for sure. Yeah, because there's too many coaches without jobs. So many coaches, <laughs> not not, jobs. not not that many big men available on the free agency without a torn Achilles. So exactly, yeah, you might have to, uh, you know, you might get him out, which is bad for Rose because that was that's the last job. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rose is still getting that Adidas shoe money. If he's in the league, oh, yeah, he'll be fine. He'll get that Adidas shoe money. If he, if he doesn't release, if he's not in the league next year, they can they can cut his contract. Actually, Adidas can. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah. Also, he needed this. He probably paid uh, Thibodeau under the table. He's like, <laughs> he listen, man, be. I will I will give you six million to sign me for seven. If he was smart. <laughs> but listen how Hinky or not Hinky. Listen how Colangelo goes off on his star player. So here's a guy tweeting: shirtless Sixer center Joel Embiid shows up dance moves at Meek Mill concert. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. So here's what Colangelo says. He is the one who tells the docs he still feels pain in me. <laughs> and this, no respect. Some guy Look at him, moonwalking. Some, <laughs> <laughs> some guy respects HIPAA, which is the uh, medical privacy thing. Uh, Colangelo, alleged Colangelo responds, Joe maybe didn't want to be seen as an ever-growing list of different injuries, looking even more fragile slash weak. Harsh. Joel with a frustration foul. Colangelo, I'm sure it's hard for him, in quotes, to process the fact 
that this is now Ben's team. <laughs> so he is acting up. This ego foul is costing us big. Another guy says, Joel Embiid is the player we need and deserve. Uh, he says, Colangelo says, sorry, I'm a Philly fan, but out trade the process for the unicorn in a heartbeat. Such a smarter player. Damn. That's Colangelo saying he'd trade Chris Stapps. Chris Yeah, which I don't – do you agree with that? No, not the way Embiid played in the playoffs. Yeah, it's maybe also before a the play- issue. Maybe before the playoffs I was okay with that, but um, – Embiid got through without being hurt. I see him t- take some hard falls, get right yeah. back up. He's just too – he moves too well. He's too fluid. He's too much of a personality to let go. Yeah, but I, don't, I think that's what Colangelo doesn't like. This is like when your ex-girlfriend is like commenting on your current relationship and stuff, yeah. but kind of in a weird way. Like look at him try to put shit between Simmons and Embiid. Embiid tried to block Jay Young's shot and get hit on the arm and back. Young turns around and Embiid says, get that shit out of here. Colangelo responds, and this is all to random writers. He is making me love Simmons more and more. Joel is having an ego crisis. The team is going to be Ben's. Joel is acting up. You know what I mean? And then again, uh, he says, Joel is selfish. Then again, or with Joel acting like a tool. And again, Joel should care less about the Eagles and the celebration for their win and more about the Sixers. He played the same way in London. Maybe he cannot handle parting the night before a game. Just guessing. <laughs> I mean, in one sense, you don't really see Ben and Joel posting pictures together. Oh, that's interesting. interesting. Even on the court, I don't see that camaraderie. Like, yeah, woo, yeah. We do, let's do this together. You know, high fives are rare. That's uh, interesting. Maybe there's some inner thing going on. Shaq and Penny had theirs. Shaq Carter and, and Grady had of theirs. Course. Kobe and Shaq had theirs. And if the front office is, is trying to drive a wedge between yeah. you guys, this ain't going to help it. Because Philly, to me, looks at Embiid as their star. ESPN was pushing Ben as the star after Ben's uh, show out against LeBron yeah. right before the season ended. And so you do have this two stars who eventually are going to buckle heads. That's why I really don't want LeBron to join that team. First of all, LeBron and Ben is he don't fit. LeBron and Ben are the same player. Ben just don't have a jump shot yet. I think LeBron fits well in Houston. Uh the Lakers, but I don't think the Lakers have enough to win. If, yeah. Even if George comes. Yeah. Because you lose Randall. So you lose a lot of your toughness down low. Yeah. It's not that many great bigs left, you know? So yeah. I don't know. It's gonna be a really interesting off season I'm going to make a prediction to you right now, Chinadu. Mm-hmm. I think Brian Colangelo is going to be out, and I think Sam Hinkie will be back in. I think they'll bring back I would. Hinkie. I wouldn't doubt it for a second. Because he's already like a fucking folk hero there, like Rocky in Philadelphia. Facts. Shit, Facts. You know? What do you think happens with Gordon Hayward? Do you trade him? Because you don't need you him. You know what I would do? Here, here's one last one from Colangelo. He is out of shape and a bit lazy. I am tired to just trust him. Do something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I would, I would trade... Kyrie and Hayward, and I would try Both to get of them. LeBron. You're not getting LeBron. I think First so. of all, LeBron's a free agent. You don't have to trade for him. I think Le- the kind of guy LeBron is, there's only two obvious choices for him, and I think it's the Rockets and the Celtics. And I think people are sleeping on the Celtics. But, I think, but I if, think, if I LeBron think, knew for sure craves, Kyrie is staying with the Celtics, why would he? You know what I'm saying? That's a, a I think, I think he, media nightmare. I think he craves uh, the kind of stability and the tradition that the Celtics have, and the organization, first yeah. and foremost. Yeah. And second of all, everyone's just assuming that Kyrie's going to be there. I mean, he's under contract for the next year. For right. sure he'll be there that year. Right. But if Ainge, if, Ainge, if Ainge thinks he can get LeBron, he would have no problem 
trading. Yeah. But if I was LeBron, I would look at three places. And this is just me. I'm not sure. saying I would write. I, know, I, got you. I would say I would I would look at Celtics, Rockets, and Pelicans. I would honestly look at Pelicans. Pelicans for a while, man. You LeBron's know? passing with AD and uh, Cousins down there. That's a crazy bottom three. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that would be sexy that, shit. That'd be crazy. That'd I, I want to see Westbrook and Cousins play together so bad. Yeah. If the Lakers lose George, I mean, the Lakers grab George, right? I will, okay, so I would throw all the money I have left at Randall. <laughs> I think Westbrook and Randall could actually be fun to watch. Bully ball, do you it. Know, just I think I think Randall can fit on a lot of teams. I like yeah. him really next to. I like him a lot next to Chris Dapps. I think they would work very well. I want Randall to stay in LA. I want Randall and George. I'll pass on LeBron, just because we only get a year commitment out of him. It gives yeah, him multiple yeah, yeah. years. Yeah, 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 two years. I don't want him more than three years because that body's going to break down sooner. Or later. Let's do it. Chances, chances, LeBron is on the Cavs next year. Chance. Uh, 12 percent 12 percent yeah that's higher than i thought you were gonna i mean I, that's as high as i could go i, I would i want to say five honestly well, yeah. but they, they did make the finals they did make the finals. maybe kick of this is paul george to join them and what's what's your finals call oh they get swept they it's, get swept it's gonna be ugly i think so I think too it's be really ugly i think so too i think so too i think it's gonna be like sad i think so too yeah i don't plan to watch too many of those games. real quick <laughs> before we get out here chinadu this is chinadu unaku unaku Unaku. Yeah. <laughs> if I can cue the clip. Cue it. I'm cueing it, baby. Don't worry. I'll, I'll give you some old music. And she's a bad movie watcher. We was uh, watching Spider-Man. And she kept asking silly questions. You know, She was like, why does Spider-Man always got be in New York? And I'm like, you know, because um, that's the foundation of the fucking movie. And uh, <laughs> she was like, why can't it be in a small town? Small towns need love. I'm like, there's not enough buildings in small towns, man. Nobody want to watch Spider-Man fly from Chipotle to Wells Fargo. I'm trying to see that shit. <laughs> Not enough crime, man. How you gonna see all that movies? A big ass billboard on Sunset, Spider Man chill on top of Applebee's, nigga. Just <laughs> we do that so comics can feel so awkward as they watch yeah. their own clips. Small, yeah, short clip. I don't want to give them the four minutes. I want it to be over with. Wait, so you just want to be done with quickly. Yeah, but don't you think that shit is like overly petty and stuff, man? Which one? What? The. Uh, the pettiness of Brian Colangelo. Yeah, oh man, it's, it's ridiculous. I think uh, that's an instant fire to me. It's not an instant fire to you. I think I, th- I mean because it's just bad. It's a nightmare. You got to clip I think his you ass. You got to clip him, or at least demote him to a smaller position. Oh my god, you got to get rid of him. Something like that. It was fun having you in today. What'd man, you learn today, Chinadu? I learned a lot. I learned uh, the Laugh Factory has an upstairs. The Laugh Factory is upstairs. Where Rodney uh, Dangerfield used to hang out with prostitutes and do yeah, cocaine and stuff. All day still smells like it. Yes, no joking. It does. <laughs> uh, they have great. Uh, blueberry muffins at Green Bots. Great blueberry and, muffins. Uh, Mike Falzon has great beer. about analytics. Analytics. You know, learned. Uh, you know, a lot of people think Michael's still better than LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> sitting right across from me right now. Hey man, I can't. You know, I, you know, I, I can't. I didn't watch Michael enough to genuinely. I'll, I'll send you the VHS tapes. Okay, please. Do. I got you. And tell them where send they me can the bad find games. you. Just send me the good games. I'll send you everything. People only seen the highlights. Let's there's like honest. there's seven bad games. I put a Twitter survey. How many Michael games have you really seen beginning to end? Most people said less than 10. Oh, no, no, no. Over 300. Over 400 for me. But, you know, you have to remember, this guy in his last six full seasons, he won every year. He didn't fail. It was like, remember when Tiger Woods was hot or when Serena was hot? 
It was like that for the sure. entire. He did not fail. It was. Gordon? It was everything. Jeff, Jeff Hornacek. It was everything. I'll go back to the Elo ratings. Jeff Hornacek is would play. Who, we would start. Who, who was Michael? I know he was Garden. He, he would start. Was Michael Jordan. Jeff who, who, Hornacek who would start. Michael's greatest defender Brian that he went against. A lot. Brian There's Russell. a lot of great defenders. I mean, who who's who, you know? Andre Robertson is a great defender now, right? Do you He's know, great. Yeah. Do you know who the Andre Robertson of 1995 is? There was none. Yes, Michael, there Michael, was. Michael was. Nobody. Just <laughs> he like he was the greatest. Defender. Just like you know who Andre Robertson is now. 10, 15 years from now, when there's some new fucking kid, they're gonna say, "Who did LeBron play against?" You're gonna say Andre Robertson. And well, he say, didn't. Who the fuck is Andre Robertson? He wasn't in the finals. <laughs> like I would say, Draymond Green, Iguodala, you know, and I could show him clips. Look at these buff ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. And who did Steph have Jeff on him? Delvadova. Jeff Hornacek with Deli, his feet Deli, <laughs> <trying> to guard. <laughs> Delhi was guarding Steph. That was my. That was my point. That was my point earlier. On, I, I don't think you can discount past players. Jeff Hornacek is an all star. He would be an oh, all star today. He's, 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 yeah, yeah. Let's uh, time out. <laughs> Jeff Hornacek would not be all star. Jeff Hornacek. The league. The league. Right now, the league is, be- is the league. The Who league. Spot is he taking? The league is better suited to Jeff Hornacek now than it was in nineteen ninety five. Mitchell is ten times better than Jeff. And the O two Lakers I mean, would be the O sixteen seventeen Colts and Warriors. Oh, that's what I, I get. I got to Chida do. We have to have you back on to finish these questions yeah, anymore. Man, Tell the people where they can find you. Make you can find me on uh, the internet with everything else. Uh, Chindu Comedy, C H I N E D U Comedy. That's my Instagram, Twitter. That's my website. Right. Uh, I have a comedy album coming soon, so look out for that. It'll be on all the platforms produced by Comedy Dynamics. And besides that, man, y'all stay cool. Thanks, everybody. At Fanatics Pod, Instagram, Twitter, iTunes. Subscribe and rate it. Love you guys. See you next week. Goodbye. Yeah.